Welcome to the Shattered in the Beautiful podcast. I'm Jeannie Smith, an author, ministry leader, and biblical healing coach. But more importantly, I'm a wife and a mom, just like many of you. Listen, if you're looking for real, authentic talk, you've came to the right place. In this space, you will discover a friend who will connect with your heart as I share my own personal stories and cover many relatable topics. If your heart is hurting, no matter what your circumstances are, there is only one healer. I see you. God sees you. And through biblical content, I will teach you how to leave your pain in the past, receive the gift of whole healing, and soar into purpose. So, are you ready to be restored and become all God created you to be? We are going to trade those ashes for beauty. Let's jump into today's show. Grab your favorite coffee, journal, and Bible. It's time to dig in and unwrap your gift. Welcome back to the show. I'm Jeannie Smith, and today I want to talk to you about grief, wading through grief. And I want to start off this episode with a passage from John 16, 22, and it says, Now is your time of grief, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. Well, the word joy is definitely a word that is opposite to the word grief for those of us that have gone through that or are currently going through it now because what we feel is anything but joy. But I want to give you another word. It's the word release. What does release mean? It means to be set free from confinement, to flow freely. And isn't that a wonderful thought? Grieving and letting go are huge parts of healing. And healing and grieving are very natural. It's natural and it's necessary uh, responses to pain. Painful circumstances and losses can leave you feeling very broken in many ways. So don't believe the lie that you don't have the right to grieve. Because the truth is that regardless of any painful outcome, it is God's will that you be healed and restored. And healing comes through grieving. And God is deeply concerned about the broken hearts of his children, and he seeks to restore them. So let's talk about what grief is. Grief is deep sorrow, especially caused by someone's death. But also, grief arises when we have any significant loss in our lives. Grief feels like a devastating storm that impacts and crashing intervals. That's what it feels like to me. And at times it feels like a tsunami because a wave comes, it knocks you down, you can't catch your breath, and you finally get back up only to be knocked down again. Your body aches, your soul aches, your heart aches, everything looks and sounds foreign all around you. And interesting enough, the world doesn't look the same and feel the same anymore. It is like you are in a strange place with familiar faces, but in a strange place. So a part of you is here, yet a part of you is gone. 
You try and function, but you discover there are new limitations within you. It's a different you, and you have to learn how to live with this different you. There are times when you just space out and you can't formulate words, and you try to explain what you're going through, but you just can't. Many around you don't understand unless they have been through it themselves. It's important to understand that grieving is different for everyone, and that should be honored. It is a highly individual experience. There is no right or wrong way to grieve, and there are many factors to consider like your personality, your coping style, your faith, and how significant the loss was to you. The more significant the loss, the more intense your grief will be. But grieving is a process, and healing takes time, and it happens gradually. It can't be forced or rushed. And no one person grieves the same because no one person is the same. This is something I'm learning more and more. However, we all go through the same stages of grief, no matter how we handle it, which are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. We experience shock, guilt, regret, and other unexpected emotions, especially when it is an unexpected loss. By the way, unexpected losses are so difficult because you are left with so many things you wanted to say or wish you could have said. You are left with the longing sorrow of just wanting to say goodbye, to have one last hug or witness one last smile. For those of you who have been given the opportunity to sit with your loved one and say goodbye, you have been given a great gift time to prepare your hearts, and it truly is a gift to be able to say goodbye. However, whether there was time to prepare or not, loss is never easy, and you are never fully prepared for a loved one being absent from your life here on earth. Also, there is no time limit on grief. For some, it may be a short duration. For others, it may be longer, but it's okay. What's important is that each individual is moving through the process and not getting stuck. What you don't want to do is sweep the broken pieces under the rug and try and move on with your life. This response is not good for you or those around you. You need a lasting healing, so grief has to be properly dealt with. Now, please understand, I am by no means any kind of expert when it comes to grief. I am simply sharing things that I'm learning myself as I have walked through and even currently processing grief. And I know that many times counseling is needed to help with the process, especially if trauma is involved. And let's face it, for most, death is trauma. And as you walk through the trauma, I'm just going to go ahead and warn you, people will say the wrong things. But most of the time, it really is out of good intent. They just don't really know what to say, but you just have to do your best and extend grace upon grace because you will find yourself looking for safety and many times you will find that alone in the privacy of your home. It becomes difficult to go out into the world sometimes so you just don't for a season of time and that's okay. These are all normal responses to grief. I recommend anyone going through grief to have an accountability partner that understands what you are going through. This person can pray for you and help you and coach you along. I have many accountability partners. I have friends who have gone through grief themselves, some that were just appointed by the Lord. 
I have a God-sent cousin who brings me great comfort and is always calling to check on me and listens with great understanding. I have biblical counselors. I have healthcare friends that just ask me simple questions like, did you eat today? Did you hydrate? Did you rest? And all of these are a gift from God. There will be times when you need to pull away and be alone, but there's also times where you need community because community brings healing. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10 says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. God will guide you step by step and pace you through the process. But it's important to keep wise counsel around you. Of course, the greatest counselor can be found in Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, let's return back to the word release. Release allows the grief permission to move, to begin to flow freely. Release is giving your loss back to the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Release is giving your loss back to its rightful owner. This process is going to allow you to acknowledge and honor your loss and pain and release it, believing that it has great purpose. But it also gives great hope and a promise that we will see these purposes fulfilled on earth and heaven. God allows us this experience in a healthy, tangible way so that we can settle the matters in our heart, release the past, and peacefully move into a bright future. One thing that has helped me tremendously is putting my focus on heaven, our eternal home. I began to shift my focus and my thoughts from my sorrow and earthly loss to Christ, eternity, and my loved ones who are waiting for me in heaven. And as I did this, I began to experience inspiration, joy, and peace as I focused on the promises of God instead of my earthly sorrow. I began to desire heaven more than ever before, wanting to learn as much as I can. And I have developed more of a eternal perspective and how heaven is impacting my purpose still left here on earth. Daily, I am receiving more revelation of how the two are so closely working together, heaven and earth, and that our present sufferings are only pointing to our future glory. So what does Romans 8.18 ask us to consider? It says that the suffering we experience now is not even worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. 
Then what promise do we have revealed in Psalms 147.3? It says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. And then how are we comforted in Matthew 5.4? Jesus tells us that all who mourn will be comforted. God's comfort is always on time. He knows just what we need, how we need it, and when we need it. I love this passage in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, 1 through 13. It says that there is a time for everything. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. What do workers gain from their toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in their tool. This is the gift of God. So there you have it, friends. There is an appointed time for everything. This is your appointed time, a gift from God, a time to be still and a time to heal. I want to read to you a letter I was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write. I like to call it a love letter. And it applies to you if you have experienced the loss of a loved one. However, it contains solid truth to cling to regardless of the source of your pain. My dearest child, your citizenship is in heaven. Your loved ones are walking the shores of heaven. They are praying for you and look forward to seeing you again someday. But for now, I still have things for you to do here on earth. Seek me, and I will tell you these things that you do not know. Jeremiah 33, 3. My child, I will transform lowly bodies, and they will be glorious bodies. I have promised you so in my word. Philippians 3, 20 through 21. Grieving is a natural response. It is a part of the healing that I bring. It is time to release what you have been holding on to so tightly. Give it to me. As you focus your eyes on me, on heaven, and on my promises, the pain will lighten and I will heal you, and I will fill you with joy, for behold, I am making all things new. Do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly I renew you day by day, for your light and momentarily troubles are achieving for you an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So fix your eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen 
is eternal. 2 Corinthians 4, 16-18 Love your Heavenly Father. When you have endured the loss of someone special, there are certain times of the year that can be difficult, such as holidays or birthdays or the anniversary date of when they transitioned home. And now we are approaching the holidays, and it can be very difficult. My brother passed away less than two months ago, and today is his 44th birthday. The loss of him is very still raw for me. And I've had to process how I will approach and celebrate his birthday today and future birthdays, but also how I will navigate through the upcoming holidays. Just walking around in stores is a challenge as you watch others around you excited, checking off their shopping list, uh, Christmas carols playing in the background. Cheer just seems to be in the air, but your heart feels empty. By nature, you may begin to even feel some excitement too, but then quickly guilt condemns you and your emotions become a raging battle as you try and just survive the day. I get it. And these are all normal responses that we go through as we grieve. Something that has been healthy for me is creating boundaries as my heart heals. I have to think ahead and process how might this make me feel, or do I sense any triggers, or how do I need to respond? I know that tomorrow will not look like today, and next year will not look like this year, and I have to release the circumstances to God. One thing that has brought me comfort is knowing that I only grieve deeply because I first loved deeply. This is my commandment, that you love each other as I first loved you, 1 John fifteen twelve. If there had not been a deep love, there would not be a deep grief. So I grieve at the depth in which I loved. So I must choose as I heal to celebrate more the love in which I have for the individual than to live in the sorrow of their absence. To be absent from me is to be present with the Lord. To die is to gain. Recently, I was sitting alone with God, journaling and thinking about my brother and how much I missed him. And the Lord began to minister to me and I started writing what I heard in my spirit. And this is what I heard. I didn't cause his death. I had a plan for his life on earth. But I also have a plan for his life in heaven. And I had to decide in those moments, was I done with him on earth or did I have something more important for him in heaven? I had to choose what was best for my son and eternity. Then I began to ponder once again on the deep love that I carried. And I asked myself a question. How do I measure my love for my brother, my daddy, my grandmother, my daughter, and others now living in heaven? Would I rather have them back here with me in this sinful world, living once again in pain and sorrow? Or, out of my great unconditional love for them, would I rather have them in heaven, where they are completely whole, healed, full of joy and peace, and experiencing the full revelation of the Father's love, which is perfect love? Well, friends, I choose heaven for them.
I choose unselfish love. I choose eternal love. It doesn't mean I am not going to have difficult days ahead. I will, but I will choose over and over to set my mind on heaven, to set my mind on the things above. So I encourage you as you move into the holiday season to create boundaries where they are needed. Find your safety net, your comfort zone. Focus on heaven. Soak in the love of your loved ones, remembering their smile, remembering the good times. And you might just find that you are experiencing a taste of joy even in your grief. You know, they are with you. They are present. Their spirit lives on. They are all around us and they are watching you. They are closer than you think. And one day we will all be together forevermore. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Benny. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday in heaven, Benny. I know that Jesus is near and this is the best birthday you've ever had. And so today we celebrate your life. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Psalm 104. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Do something out of the ordinary, impacting the kingdom in honor of your loved one. I saw these words on a card yesterday as I was walking around in those stores I mentioned earlier. Remember, hope is not found in the world. Hope is found in one person who was born in a manger, who died on the cross, rose from the tomb, and is coming again. Amen. I'll see you in the next show, friends. Love you bunches. Live life abundantly. If you like Mommy's show, leave a review. Hey, before you go, if this podcast has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to leave a review and subscribe to the Shattered into Beautiful show. Next, hop on over to the Shattered into Beautiful private Facebook group where you will find a network of friends with daily inspiration. You can reach me at JeannieScottSmith.com. And lastly, please share the episode or review in your social and tag me at Smith Evangelistic Ministries. I cannot wait to meet with you again. Stay tuned for more life-giving podcasts coming your way. Bye.